Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. Hey guys, I want to thank our newest sponsor, Affinity Whole Health, and the owner, Brian Zide. He uh, started this company to get you feeling like you were in your prime. You can reach this company at feelgreatcleveland.com, founded obviously by a former wrestler athlete and his partner, who's also a former wrestler and athlete. The whole goal for this is to get you feeling like you're in in your prime, but also uh, helps you with muscle definition and strength increased libido, increased energy and drive, increased mental acuity, obviously increases your confidence if you get all those, and increases recovery time from workouts. If, uh, if you like all those things and you want all those things, check them out at feelgreatcleveland.com. Thank you again, Brian Zide and Affinity Whole Health. Hey guys, it's blood time. I want to thank my uh, guest from last show, Josh Moore. What a, just an authentic and genuine leader in the sport of wrestling at the division one level. Uh, Cleveland state uh, university has a gem in Joshua Moore and we wish him and the Vikings. Well, my next guest comes from a storied division two program. Also too, from the great large state of Texas and I'm very fortunate to have him. He is my assistant coach at Chagrin Falls High School. Welcome to Jake Goodwin. How you doing, Jake? Doing good. How are you? Great, man. Thanks for coming, and thanks for being on the show. Um, I want to start off and talk to you a little bit about <clears throat> your wrestling career. You've had an incredible coaching legacy from the guys who helped you get into this sport and uh, help you become the, the, the coach that you are now as a young man. And I'm so incredibly fortunate to have you on my staff. And it, it's, it's, it was like a confluence of events. Larry Vance, I meet Larry Vance because yeah. of my dad. My dad's working at, uh, oh my gosh, you know, he's been retired for 10 years and he, three days a week he works at Home Depot. Yeah. And Larry Vance is checking out and he goes, hey, Cimarone, hey, blah, 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 blah. and all of a sudden I meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Larry Vance. Right, so tell me a little bit about <laughs> tell me a little bit how you started in the sport and tell me how you got to uh, to Chagrin. Well, yeah, definitely. I started just always in sports, 
Okay. You know, baseball, football, all the good stuff growing up. But You know, I love to hear that because I was listening. We were talking about this in the last podcast about Wayne Gretzky. And he says, I love to play other sports because yeah. that those other sports brought stuff to my sport, my yeah. hockey. You know, but, but it's a, and ahead. it's a different competitive edge from different sports as well. You know, it's a different mindset you have to approach each sport with. And you right. can take that all into one, like wrestling. Right. That is very mental. I think that was big, a big influence and big help too. But gymnastics was the one I really cling to. And, yes. you know, it kind of made me like a freak of nature out of nowhere. You know, gymnastics, yeah. gymnasts are just strong. That's strong it's great. We beings. talked about those uh, pull-ups that these oh, guys yeah. are doing. It's nuts, right? Incredible. And you bring that to the wrestling to the wrestling room and to our into our room, yeah. which I love because these kids get athletic really quick from some of the drills that you yeah. do. But I don't want to I don't want to uh, get to that point. I want to talk a little bit more about your gymnastics and your other other sport career. But go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I did that for a while, real competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, competing at national tournaments. You know, you know, holding my own. And yeah. they decided, Jake, you really well, you're doing really well. So why don't you come in for about eighty hours a week, <laughs> something like that, something crazy, and get homeschooled. Oh. I looked at my mom and I was like, there's no chance. No. So no. I stopped doing that. I kept playing hockey a little bit. Loved hockey. Sure. Just loved the toughness of it, you know. Yep. And then my dad suggested that I wrestle. Okay. My brother wrestled. Yeah. And Didn't your dad wrestle? My dad was a wrestler. No, no, he's a Jersey kid, right? In Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Okay. Yeah. My, my bad. Oh, my yeah, God. No, he would <laughs> be insulted. Fight, them fighting's words, man. He would be insulted. <laughs> exactly. My mom's from Jersey. Though. Okay. Yeah, my okay. mom's from Jersey. Gotcha. Yeah, he wrestled at SUNY Buffalo. Oh, wow. Um, okay. They were national champions one of the years. Wow. And this is back when they were D3, though. Yes, I remember 70, that. 70 something. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he's, he's my contemporary. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah exactly. they, were, they were tough. Very tough. Very that, tough. That, um, I think uh, Binghamton was tough. Oh, yeah. D3 at the time. So, yeah, the whole that New York swath of, of guys were great yeah a lot of tough guys coming absolutely. out of it for sure absolutely and then just picked it up and i walked in my first wrestling practice at a place called dallas dynamite and there was also like the scott's wrestling club how, so how old were you Park. about uh 14 when i started i, I okay. believe so you were just pretty, turning 14 when i started yeah so you were pretty late to the game very late yeah as, as far as getting to where i got as quickly as i did yes very late to the yeah. game yeah but as you said earlier, my first practice, I walk in and Brandon Slay is standing there as my head coach. Olympic champion. Olympic gold medalist right Unbelievable. there. Unbelievable. Unbeknownst to me, though, I just walk in like, yeah, know, he's look, Brandon. At these, look at all these gorillas in here just <laughs> throwing each other around. I'm looking at my dad like, I've been in hockey fights, I've been in street fights. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Moving all crazy. So yeah. I walked in and loved it. Yeah. I mean, just loved it. And yeah. one of the biggest things for me was like, kind of like the crap talk that was going on yeah, and like the edge right. but right after everyone was like best friends love that just competed in like a combat sport and then right after like best friends and it was yeah it was we, enlightening we are blood right? yeah we seriously. are blood you know it's and i talk about that and and yeah i know you echo this is that yeah you could talk crap to each other but you gotta okay. have each other's back 100 percent. you know and that's 100%. what blood that's what blood's all about right i mean you could knock yeah. the heck out of your brother oh yeah at the end of the day you hug and you say okay we're, we're, we're good you know oh I mean? yeah that's cool that's every cool. single time yeah so yeah but so brandon's in there there's a few other guys too yeah some... brandon slays in there and then another coach for dow simon is jamil kelly olympic oh, silver medalist yeah wow um another guy hanging around there is kendall cross 1996 yeah, gold medalist so bad there huh? yeah oki state right oki state yeah. that's right Crazy. and then down the way about 50 minutes 45 minutes on the other side of dallas it's team monday kenny monday kenny monday wow and one of the greatest of all time in my opinion yeah, yeah one of the greatest of all he's time. ridiculous yeah we had lee kemp on the other way and 
I think he was the next generation Lee Kemp. Wasn't yeah. He? yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a little bit, maybe even, if possible, a little bit more explosive. You know, it's crazy. Impossible, but, but yeah. Yeah, but definitely in the lineage of the Lee Kemp, Kenny Monday, Jordan Burroughs yeah. type of a mentality. Absolutely. It's pretty definitely. Cool. Yeah. So you had, you had that touch you. That's pretty cool. All of those guys, yeah. Yeah. So what did that do to you? You know, what did that do to you? Honestly, it made me feel blessed. Right. It made me feel like special in a mm-hmm. way. It made me feel like this is, I'm, if I'm going to get this kind of talent coaching me, right. I better produce a talent back for them. Or right. else it's almost not a failure, but it's a waste of time. Right. You know, if I'm going to get this kind of quality of coaching, sure, I know I'm going to get something out of it. All it takes is a little bit of work. You right. know, it's something my dad always instilled into me, me and my brother both. And right. helped having a brother that wrestled as well. He pushed me to my absolute limits. You know, shout out to my brother. He. Yep. How much older is he? He's about a year and a half older than me. Mm. Two grades, a yeah. year and a half. Yeah, that that definitely is a absolute um, recipe for success or yeah, insanity <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or both. <laughs> we had a little uh, ten by ten in our uh, right. in our wrestling room in our lifting room and oh my god, yeah, you went at it. Oh, there were some crazy ones Absolutely. in there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But picked it up. You know, I was at a tournament and a kid approached me and said, you know, we'd love to have you come out to Bishop Lynch High School and give it a try. Yeah. And that was kind of like. You know, Team Monday was kind of a feeder program into Bishop Lynch and just producing gotcha. all these savages. and Right. Texas, too. Te- you wouldn't it, think. You know um, what I mean? It's crazy. It but was, it's, That was the weirdest thing to me. You know, I yeah. knew I played hockey in Texas, too. So yeah, at the same weird. time, I was yeah. doing yeah. something completely yeah. out of the norm. Like, it's like hockey in Vegas. Right. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. So I was kind of used to that, right. but I didn't realize that, you know, who these guys were until maybe two years in, even. Then I started really studying the sport, okay. becoming a student of the sport. Love that. And I'm like, these dudes yeah. are gods. They are. In our sport. They are as good as it will ever get. Ever get. Ever get. That's fantastic. And so, tell me, you had a phenomenal high school career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, four-time state champ. Four-time state champion down in Texas. That's fantastic. Uh, Three-time All-American at Prep Nationals. Right. Only because one year they implemented a weird rule where if you weren't a senior, you couldn't compete. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. It was something. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's weird. But, yeah. Did all so, that noise. So who was your head coach? Who was your high school head coach? So his name is Tim Matthews, actually. Okay. And Tim was just an incredible human being. Mm. Army Reserve, fireman, all the good stuff that you wow. want in a human being. Right. And just literally living his life for service. Yeah. And okay. a lot of love. I mean, this guy showed a lot of love, and he cares about us. And still to this day, he's always posting stuff about us on Facebook. And, nice. You know, remembering stuff and yeah. congratulatory things, even people getting married or stuff like that. He's always there. And, um, yeah, Tim Matthews is a very important figure in our lives for sure. I love that. Um, I love that. But Kenny Monday was the technician. Wow. So that, Yeah, you couldn't get a better technician. Yeah, so he that. was the, you know, the facilitator, Coach Matthews. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a great know fatherly figure almost okay but okay coach monday was really that guy in there showing some incredible techniques so you had you had this you know confluence of, of, of a combination of great love and great technique which is you know it isn't rare but it's 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 yeah you're you're you should be fortunate oh yeah i think it's i, I think it's a fortunate combination that Definitely. most people don't get okay? oh yeah particularly at that level yeah so, t- t- you know, you're, you're coaching now. And you, you are, I mean, I, I've been blessed to have phenomenal assistant coaches. Um, Scott Peters, Maverick Peters, my, my beautiful producer over there, his, yeah. his dad is just one of the greatest, you know, co- assistant coaches I've ever had and then became a phenomenal head coach. Yeah. But I've had great assistant coaches. And you are at, and you're what, 25, 26 years 26, old? 26, 26 years 26. old. I, I'm telling you, guys out there, you've got to, 
understand how how fortunate Chagrin Falls High School is to have Jay Goodwin in in the room. Um, who did who did you use as a mentor or as a platform or as a foundation to become the coach that you are now becoming? You know, is there a one coach or is there a combination of? I'd say it's a combination, realistically. <clears throat> okay. The guy okay. that I really grasped to, though, in yeah. high school more than anybody was Jamil. So Jamil was uh, my private coach. Gotcha. We coached together for, like, the youth teams of Dallas Dynamite. And his sure. technique and his story yeah. is actually kind of what pushed me to be how good I was and okay. what pushed me to be as successful as I was. He was not a state champion in high school, was not an All-American in Oklahoma State. Wow. He was a great wrestler. Anybody will tell you. He'll give you a match, you know. Mm-hmm. He did all that good stuff. Never a national champion. Wow. Goes on to the trials. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he beats Bono there. I'm pretty sure if I can remember correctly. Beats Bono. Wow. Goes wins the silver medal. Holy cow. Purely from hard work alone. That's fantastic. And he instilled that into his coaching, into his teaching, and everything. And he was hard on me. I mean, he yeah. was very hard on me. But it, it, it was inspiring. That is incredibly heartwarming to me. Yeah. Because that is really what sport and our sport, our honest sport, like you like um, to yeah. say, our honest, honest sport, all about that. That type of dedication and belief in himself, yeah. you know what I mean, um, is just—it's rare. And I love to hear that. Yeah. That's your DNA. Yeah. You know. So when you go out into, you know, whether it's the real world or onto the wrestling mat, or into the wrestling room to coach, that's part of your DNA. Yeah, it is. And it comes through without even saying it. And this is what I'm hearing from all the coaches that I've that I've interviewed and all the people that are out there doing in the real world, it just becomes who you are. It is who you are. You know, so you took that, you took that wonderful foundation and then you went into college. Now you must've been heavily recruited. So tell me a little bit about that college, uh, how you matriculated through college and how you ended up at the, the, the fantastic opportunity to wrestle for Frank Romano and Anthony Ralph and, and Sonny Marchetti and all those cats, you know, over at Notre Dame college. Um, so I was, re- I was definitely recruited um, by sure. a couple schools out here and there. Started at Drexel, actually in Philadelphia. Oh, sure, Philly, yeah. Um, wrestled there for a year. Mm-hmm. I was ranked in the conference for a little bit, doing well. Everything was going well, and then okay. it just wasn't a good match for me. Gotcha. Um, just problems with the team, and ended up not even wanting to wrestle at all. Well, I was like, you know, I've done this. I've heard for that. a good amount of time. It's it's taken so much for me, my body, you yeah. know, everything. Sure. Anybody that's wrestled knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's yeah. everyone's had that moment where you're looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, "Is this worth it? Yeah. Is this you know black well, guy?" Well, one too. And D one, you know, is, you got it. Sometimes you're not. You can't even take a breath. There was no breaths. Right. There was. I mean, it was my my schedule was ten hours a day. Yeah. And yep. it was preset, and there was no ifs ands or buts about it. Right. Like it had to happen yep. if I wanted to be successful at sure. the highest levels. You know, that's what it was. Right. And I got a call from Anthony Ralph. He mm-hmm. said, come, come check out South Euclid, Ohio. I was like, where are the, what, what are you talking about? I didn't about? even know there was a Euclid, yeah, Ohio, let you, alone a yeah. South Euclid. Is there a like, West Euclid, Ohio? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> exactly. what does this guy want? Yeah. So I went with my buddy Gage, who was at Drexel. We both left Drexel, come to Notre Dame. Nice. I was like, oh, no, not bad. No, right. Great wrestling here. I, I like wrestling. Sure. Seems like a more laid back, you know, kind of wrestling style here. So, yeah. D two, yeah, D two. So it's not as monstrous, not monstrously intense, but no. it is intense. Yeah. Still, I mean, there's some amazing talent there, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure there was some amazing talent in the room that pushed you. Unbelievable. Sure. That 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 room is pretty much D one talent. That's what I heard. Yeah. You know, it's just a family environment here that people just seem to cling to. I like that. 
So when I, you know, when I arrived, there was nothing about the school that attracted me to it. Okay. It's a small campus. Nothing beautiful or pretty about it. Right. You know, the people were nice. Everything was great, but it was the coaching staff and the environment, and just you can tell there was blood, sweat, and tears ingrained in, into that wall. Yeah. And everybody loved being a part of it. You know, people wear their gear, as you can see. Like I'm wearing. You some wear of it. Yeah, you represent. see it all around. Yeah, the Falcons. People are all proud of that. So absolutely. I, I bought in. So tell so you 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 got there what year? I got there in 2014. 14. So they had already had some a lot of success. They've had, I think, two or three national championships at that point, if not, if not like four. That's that pretty point. prideful then. Yeah. yeah. So they took. So the year before okay. was their first year in Division Two. That gotcha. was Joey's freshman year. Joey Davis. Yeah. Four-time NCAA champion. Four-time undefeated. NCAA only in D two. The only one in D two. Correct. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So yeah, he was my teammate, one of my best buddies on the team. Right. We and he was perfect, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he never lost a match, never, right? correct? Never. That's just crazy. Never felt like he was going to either. Yeah. Even if he was down, you were like, oh, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. It was a crazy feeling. And you wrestle with him. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. All the time. That's awesome. Yeah. He'll, he'll lie to you, but I got a takedown on him. <laughs> he'll lie to you. He, won't, he, he faked a knee injury. I love it. He did. He faked a knee injury. He'll tell you. Hey, man, I, I love your low center of gravity. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> and you got some explosive legs, man. Oh, you yeah. You can get it. Exactly. You can, you can get after it. So, so... At that at that wonderful room of family, yeah. hard work, a lot of cat fights, right? You know, a lot, oh, yeah. a lot of fur flying. So you, you ended up becoming an All American, yep. okay? Um, and you took uh, third at third at at D two, uh, what one twenty five? What's the weight? Congratulations, that's fantastic. Yep. Not many Thank people you. get to AA, right? Yeah, seriously. Who was who was the coach there that you bonded with? Oh, Sonny. Sunny. It was not even, not even close. I mean, me and Ralph were close, very sure. close. You know, sure. even to this day, me and Ralph were close. Sure. But it was Sunny right away. It's yeah. just we saw everything the same. We felt the same about everything. You know, actually, you know, I credit Sunny and his wife for me and my girlfriend still kind of being together. Nice. They were there. I was there on our first date because wow. after college was over, you know, once once I was done wrestling, me and Sunny actually continued a great like you know brotherly friendship pretty much. Nice. And to this day, we still hang out. We still talk all the time and. Yeah, he's a true um, guy. He, you know, another thing happened in college too, where you know things weren't going so well my first year or two, and okay. I didn't even want to wrestle again. Okay, Sonny's like, take the summer off, right? You know, reset, come back, we'll revisit. Right. He convinced me to do it, and that senior year, me and him worked. I mean, it was so much work, it was so much. I love it. All American. That's that's you know, and that's interesting too because, you know, that's part of being a great coach is understanding the empathy. Yeah. Understand feeling what your guy is feeling. Yeah. Been there, done that, but also put that in your brain, put that in your heart and yeah. say, Look, I get it. Take take that time. Just relax. Just reset, man, you know, zen out, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever you gotta do, you know, go go to Cedar Point. Whatever. You know, chill, whatever it is. And I know that you're close with your family. Yeah. Very close. And I know that you reset with them too. Yeah. Uh and you bring that into the room. So what we're trying to establish at uh, Chagrin Falls is that family atmosphere. Right. And I think we're building that. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit. I, you know, empathy, uh, love, uh, hard work. You know, holding them accountable. Tell me a little bit about what what makes you a coach. What what makes you what what do you bring into the room uh, for the Chagrin Falls Tigers on a, on a daily basis? A, um, a very very deep love of the sport and okay. what it will do for you. Gotcha. What you can do, you know, it's, you know, I was in a troubled past. Okay. I was getting a lot of trouble and all that good stuff. And 
Well, you're um, rambunctious. Rambunctious, right? you know. <laughs> I'm out there. You're a rascal. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Rapscallion, pretty much. Rapscallion, that's it. exactly. And, you know, with wrestling, there was no messing around. It was a full-time gig, and, you know, you yeah. either wanted or you didn't. And it taught me a lot about respect, love. It taught me a lot about dignity, yeah. all that good stuff. And it got me out of my bad ways. And realistically, you know, maybe even saved my life, one could say. Definitely saved wow. my brother's life. I wow. can 100%, you know, attest to that. Wow. And... That that whole background really makes me want to give back, and once I want everybody to have that opportunity to either better their life, fix whatever's going on, sure. or just understand you know what it can do for you, what it can teach you in this world. Right. You know, um, so that's kind of what I would like to bring. That yeah. and I want to show them that this sport will affect you in ways you never thought imaginable. That is that's really strong. Um, would you sh- would you like to share how that that sport? save maybe your brother's life would you yeah i mean it's not a it's not a real big secret to anybody you know we've all had a troubled past i was getting a lot of trouble you know not deeply in trouble getting arrested and everything but in school i was in you know suspended all that stuff getting in fights and just messing around you know my brother ended up hanging out with the wrong crowd and you know addiction hits gotcha and he had his battle with addictions here and there and i think so many kids go through that a lot yeah so many they don't have a sport or a loving you know, community like our sport or any other sport, maybe volleyball could be that or lacrosse or, you know, heck, you see that all the time, right? These families that are, I mean, I remember the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates (laughs) when they won the World Series. We are family. I mean, and the whole community, the whole would sing that during the World Series. It was, I got chills thinking about it right now. And, you know, that's cool. So, so that helped your brother. Yeah, I definitely think so. I, you know, he battled within, okay. and it's always going to be with you know, yeah, your own self that's going to get you out of that hole. Right. And I think wrestling brought him that mentality and that toughness to be able to do it. Gotcha. You know, and I, I don't love it, but one of the big things was cutting weight. Sure. You know, me and my sure. brother were. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane about it. Uh-huh. I don't really support it that much anymore. After well, what we, don't I've been really do we, we don't really do it. We don't really do it at, at you know, Chagrin Falls. Two or three pounds, maybe. Yeah. We're okay with if the kid approaches us, but yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fine. You Especially, know, just a little hard work, a little bit it. more hard work, and you're fine. Not not starving or not drinking. Yeah, I don't go for any. Of I don't that. wish that upon yeah. anybody. What no, I did, no, and, I, and I did that too in college. Yeah, and that was disgust. They used to call me Casper. Yeah, because I <laughs> two days before, a day before, I looked like oh my god, it was terrible. But go ahead. No, you and my brother both. Well, he it was, was terrible. like skeletal. Because I wrestled 26 in college. It was yeah. ridiculous. It was yeah. just ridiculous. You know, but that was the Stone Age. But yeah, my dad told me, though, this is how you do it. Told, you know, yeah. he said you put on trash bags, you run around two trash cans, and you yeah. spit in them. And yeah, yeah. And you chew, you know, me. you yeah. chew in it. Three packs of juicy fruit over yeah, two days exactly. just to keep yourself uh, sane. You feel right? like your mouth's yeah. gonna fall out of your face. Ridiculous, yeah, yeah ridiculous. And your breath smells like ketosis for oh, for, yeah. for six months. You know, oh. it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. And that that's why yeah. that's another thing too. Funny. The empathy, right? Yeah. What 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 I see you bringing, and um, I have this this thing too is that we don't want to we we want these kids. That's why I don't like to lose weight while we're wrestling. Yeah, I don't think that wrestling practice should be to lose weight. Mm, it should be I to agree. wrestle. It should be for technique, you know. And so I know that we're doing that at Chagrin Falls, and I know that I did that for sure the three years I was at Beachwood, and to some degree at the end of my my tenure the first time at Beachwood. Uh, and Ryan Peters actually, uh, Mav, your your uncle showed us that that you didn't have you could go up a weight. I mean, I remember yeah. him. We'd go have him go up to 152 pounds. He wrestled 140, yeah. and he, he's coming from 150. So you know, he was right there. Well, 152, 
and he wrestled the 152-pound second of the state and tied him 14-14. You know, so you can do that, yeah. right? You can, you can, you can. And by the way, I want to, I want to thank a phenomenal videographer, the the man Kevin Conwell is sitting in studio today. Thanks, Kevin. Wake, hustle, and grind, brother. Good to see you, man. So anyhow, getting back to that, getting back to cutting that weight, and getting back to to your brother, it really is the coach. Really is the rudder, yeah, pointing us into that to the light. Yeah, and what I see with with you guys, with with you doing with our guys, is that bond. I you know is that blood tie? Is that that they think of you as, you know, as an older brother? I think so. You know, and, and I really love that. I love. I mean, I I was that guy back in the day. Yeah. And I had a guy in here two episodes ago. Michael Goldberg, who was the first guy that made me realize that I could become a coach. Yeah. And, uh, and saw the transformation. So we got a couple guys right now that we're trying to do that with, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that process that you're going through because you're really the front line of this. So, um, Of what, the kids? Yeah, you know, with the Sam Partains and the Owen McClintocks and the yeah. Owen and Fritz's and, and the whole team. But, but those guys are the guys that are starting to put the work in. Yeah, I mean, I opened the door to anybody that wanted to take the, you know, take the opportunity to put in some extra work, maybe, and you know, we don't force that on anybody. No. And if, if they want to stay after practice, or if they want to call me and say, hey, let's get a wrestle practice in, sure, you know, I'll do it. And I want to show them, like I said earlier, you know, what this sport will do. And I think it's incredible how quickly they've learned and their mentalities and everything. Even the kids that aren't taking that extra leap with right. the extra practices. Mm -hmm. You can see their mentalities changing. Yes. The confidence growing. Right. You can, you just can the way they walk. The way right? they walk. Yep. yep. They're not bent over. They're upright. Right. They're looking around. Their chin's out. Mm -hmm. Chests are puffed up. Their little bird chests are puffed out. You right. know, right. they might not even be muscular or anything, but yep. it's confidence that we're instilling in them, but they're learning on their own. You know, we're showing them the way. Right. We're showing them to the door. They're going through it. Yep. And I really like that. And I, I like the idea of being able to almost be a, you know, like the fatherly figure, like you always yes. talk about. Yes. yes. Without actually having all the other parent parental responsibilities. Well, that's the, that's the good thing about like I see my grand, you know, being a grandparent, you can cuddle and love and everything, and then leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> Here, parents parent them. You know. Thank you so <laughs> much. Well, we're de we definitely yeah. we definitely aren't their parent. No. Okay? Yeah. But we are. Really I do feel an obligation, though, to an extent that you know, they their parents have trusted us to. Show them the way in a, in a specific light. I agree. Without question. And I know that the parents have said that. that yeah. They bought into what we're doing. But but I think really what we are the best at as coaches is validating all of those wonderful foundational yeah. pieces, that platform that they've, got, they've given their kids to be good people. Yeah. Okay. And my goal is to graduate great human beings. Right. With you there... I know that I'm going to have great wrestlers yeah. because I'm trusting you and, and I've seen the, the marvelous technique. Your tech, technical expertise is second to none. Tell me a little bit about why you have such great technical expertise. And I, I know that I may answer this question for you that it's the deep love of the sport, but there's got to be more to that. Why, why do you have such great technical expertise? Obsessive, just obsessing over something. Gotcha. Um, one of the things that I learned from a lot of like the wrestlers that I've once I started studying the sport, yeah. you know, there's something that I like. I'm going to obsess over it until I know everything about it. Gotcha. And once I realized how much I love the sport, I obsessed over it. I started watching all the old matches of people. I mean, all the coaches that I was that I was get, learning from, yeah. 
I was watching all their matches, all the Russians that they were wrestling against. Sure. You know, all the Germans, the Bulgarians, that's, the Iranians, yeah, the Cubans. I started watching all these different techniques, all these different formats. I just went deep into the technique. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to become not just, you know, a great wrestler, hard work, but mentally, you know, a student of the game, sitting at that computer, watching film over and over again, YouTube videos. Yes. The, the amount of film that the kids have nowadays. Ridiculous. There's no re- I mean, you yeah, can, you know. There's no reason, right? You can watch matches from, you can watch old Gable matches still. Sure. Yeah, I Kemp mean, matches. Yeah, Kemp versus Gable. I was watching Gable. these in high school. I was <laughs> yeah. watching the Kemp versus Gable match, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I was watching all this stuff. Sure. And I, I think that helped really, you know, deeply ingrain this technique. I would sit in front of the computer, in front of the TV, and perform the technique over and over and over again. Love I became that. obsessed. Yeah. It was hours and hours and hours of work, not even on the mat, just right. outside watching film. And, yeah, uh, you know, also taking advantage of the coaches that I had. Yes. You yes. know, like I said, when I did private lessons with Jamil, I yes. mean, I learned so much. Thanks. Same thing with Coach Monday. When he was showing technique, yep. knowing his pedigree, I was laser being focused. laser being focused. Yes, exactly. Yes. I could see that too. Like when we, when some guys come into the room and show a thing or two, you may not pick it up like immediately, but you focus in. It's almost you like you're to. putting it in your brain. Yeah, you click processing, you click, processing. You click. Yeah. yeah, and it goes right right into the back of the brain, back of the brain. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it's interesting too because one of the things that um, I I strive for is what's called fifth level leadership. Yeah. And fifth level leadership uh, is in a book from Good to Great. And what it is is that leader can create a system that when they leave, that system continues to flourish or even actually get better. Okay. And I am, so, uh, you know, I, I'm so blessed that we did that at Beachwood yeah. with Jimmy Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jimmy has done a phenomenal job. He's continued that you know legacy, and we did it the first time when uh, uh, back in back in the '90s when when again Scott Peters took over when I retired, and then brought Imarino back, Coach Imarino back, the you know the Hall of Famer, yeah, um, and and had a you know almost plus twenty year plus run uh, of good, and and I feel really good. Um, again, too, you know, we don't know what the future holds. You know, right. I know that you may have other plans, but but I feel that if, you know, a bus hits me tomorrow, I'm, th- those kids are in great hands <laughs> with you, yeah. okay? And and you're ready for that. I think I, so. I really think that you're ready for that, and that's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, so, so that, to me, is the ultimate compliment that an assistant coach can give a head coach, and I really appreciate, you know, your dedication to the sport, but more importantly, your intellect in your heart and that's that's really really strong and, and you know when I when I think about why I do this you know it's my passion it's my existence my why and I, I, I just put that out there so all you people that are reading this you're hearing it now from me but at the end of the day I think that's also you yeah this is what you are I think so you're 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 a coach you know whether it's in business in family or in the in the wrestling in the wrestling room you know so, so, you know, you also had, and we didn't mention this, but we also, you also had a Hall of Famer who said, trust the process. Oh, yeah. Your head coach. Oh, I Notre heard that Day. so many times. So many <laughs> the, times, yeah. The, the inimitable Frank Romano. Yeah, Frank. Uh, Frank you know, the Tank. Yeah, Frank the Tank, uh, uh, a pure Maple Heights guy <laughs> who went on to be a D1 coach and then the, literally the coach in D2 yeah. uh, over the past 15 years. 
tell me a little bit about what you learned from Frank and and then maybe we can wrap this up by saying what would you like to leave the, the audience with? Yeah. Uh, so Frank was a, you know, take no crap kind of guy. Right. And he'll he'll give it to you straight kind of guy. Sure. And, what you know, we clashed a lot. We clashed heads a lot, me and Frank. You know why? Because you're both really bright. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that's yeah. a good thing. That's I think a good so. thing. Pro- he probably challenged you, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right. You know, we had our ups and downs yeah. for sure. But one thing, like you said, that I learned from him that you can't deny the facts. You know, num- numbers don't lie. Right. You know, it's an honest sport. Like I, like you said earlier, is yeah. one of my favorite things can't to say. Can't hide. You can't hide. The match shows all. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is what it is. You either win or you right. lose. There's no this or that happened. Right. Yep. And Frank always said, trust the process. We okay. know what we're doing. Trust the process. Trust right. the process. I mean, I hear that in my nightmares sometimes. Yes. So many yes. times, I'm telling yes. you. But he's in your head. He's not wrong. And he no. wasn't wrong. You know, he right. won titles. He right. produced shoot, over 50 All-Americans probably now at this point. Crazy. And, I mean, um, how many national champions? What, 20 national champions? It's just – and that there, think about that. Think about that percentage. Yeah. You know, that is really the mark of a great program. That's unbelievable. When you get those kids ready, those men ready for their ultimate test, which is the national title. Yeah. Okay? So if you get a guy there and he places third or second or fourth, he's done – you know, he's, he's done it. He's right? done a great you know, job. Or national champion. So so the trust the process is, is, is in your head, and that process is getting them ready – yeah, for, for peaking at that's the right he, time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, he always, we were always like, I don't know, he knows what he's talking about or right. what's going on. You know, everybody right. that's in a, you know, coming to do college programs is the guy in their high school. Yep. So they're coming in there, they're thinking, you know, they know the way. What does this old guy know? What, right. what does he know? He's, you know, he's past his time. Right. But the fact remains, how many national dual titles do we have? Yes. How many national championships do we have? Yes. And how many kids all met? I mean, we peak at the right times. You know, I was part of a couple national dual te- team championships as well. Yep. And we didn't feel like maybe we were ready. And then when we got there, we were surprised how ready we were. Isn't that cool? That's cool. And that's just from having faith that the coach knows what he's doing. Right. You know, whether I liked him or not at the moment, whether, you know, right. coaches and wrestlers sometimes didn't get along. Well, you know, listen, as a father, I'm not in it for a popularity contest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it to be your father. Yeah. Okay. And I got to make the tough decisions right. as the head coach. As the coach, you have to make the tough decisions. Yeah. And, you know, we had Scott Safanovitz in here right. about 10 weeks ago. And Scott talked about, you know, he had to make some tough decisions as a police officer. But five, 10 years later, he'd see these kids out, you know, in the Blossom Time or in Shrimp Falls, and they would thank him. Yeah. I hated you then, but thank you so much for making that tough decision for me, basically. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what you're saying, too, isn't yeah. it? You know, and I know that I'm sure there's kids that, you know, curse our name you know, oh, after a practice. That's OK. You know, yeah, and that's exactly. OK. Yeah, that's it's, okay. it's OK. It's really OK. So, uh, you know, I, I, I really like this whole whole mentality. And so you bring that obviously into into the business world yeah. that mentality. You, biz, you bring this into your personal life. So, Jake, tell me if you would and, and, and leave us with one thing or a maybe a couple things that you would like to make sure that people get that are listening to this as a coach, as a man, what, what really rings true for you and what's, what's your philosophy? Yeah. You know, kind of spurring off of what you said earlier, you know, it's not paying the bills. It's not, it's not what you're in it for. If you're in it for that small paycheck or if you're in it for personal gain, you know, it's time to get out. You need to realize that this is to produce you know, beautiful men to this world, yes. successful men inside and outside of the room. Right. And without that, in my opinion, like you said, it's almost a failure. 
Yeah. You know, that's pretty much our job. They're good at wrestling. That's great. Yep. I love that. I love successful wrestlers. Of course. You know, I love. I was a successful wrestler. You were, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. I want them to feel that. I was that. a successful-ish yeah. <laughs> until but I got into coaching. Getting your hand raised <laughs> yeah. is yeah. a drug. Yes, it is. And, you know, if they can feel that, great. But what I want them to feel more than that is a success outside of the room mm-hmm. and respect. Yep. You know, I want, they need to learn respect outside of that room for everybody. Yep. And uh, I want to make sure that coaches all around know that too. Well, we sure don't do it for the dough. No, even <laughs> not really. We make it make about a dollar eleven an hour yeah. after after the end of the day. But uh, but thank you, Shrimp Falls, for paying us actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, appreciate but, it. And Beachwood and and uh, all the other teams that have done that. Yeah. Um. And and but it is about it is about that that foundation. Yeah. Uh, those those underpinnings of great hum- humanity. Right. And paying it forward, and I see that in you, and I see and I see you maturing and becoming that you know elite coach it's yeah. terrific to see that and the kids are fortunate to have have you in the room and yeah. i'm fortunate to have you on my staff and to call you friend and so what i want to what i want to wrap this up and say is that in the world that we live in today yeah sadly this is becoming rarer what we're talking about here very rare yeah so my only request for you is to do more of it. Yeah. And I know you will. Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. I love it. I've always felt like it was what I was almost meant to do with wrestling as well. Absolutely. Such a wealth of knowledge. It would be almost like a sin to not get it back. Exactly right. Right. I know it's, too it's, much to not to not share it. It is It is almost, uh, uh, you, you have to do it. You know yeah. I mean? It's like, I have, it, it's, I am, I am blessed to have, everybody in the room in the room right now yeah committed to this this entire philosophy because i have to do this this is what i know that at 62 years old i'm put on the planet for to do right and for the rest of my life if i'm fortunate enough and stay healthy and (laughs) keep my wits about me and you know all those good things and and so i want to thank you for coming jake of course i really uh, you are uh, an up-and-coming elite coach and, and young man uh you've arrived but you got a lot more to do you got a lot more to do yeah. and uh, uh i just i just uh i just i am really thankful to have you here so good luck this season yep uh, i know that you're going to be working your tail off because you got some guys in the room that oh, are yeah. going to push you you know and you're going to push them but more importantly uh i want to thank you as a man for coming in so go tigers go tigers go falcons yep and we are blood this is coach cimarroni thank you i want to leave you with this thought of the day do not require do desire deep full and true Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous 
odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.